Meantime, our uh, federal finance minister, he is saying that uh, deficits and uh, debts will remain high and uh, higher than uh, estimated. Bill Morneau making a a big statement uh, yesterday saying, as a matter of fact, that the federal uh, deficit is uh, going up from the projected uh, nearly $19 billion to now $26.6 billion. And again, those are all with a B. And of course, uh, a lot of people are looking at these numbers wondering, like, first of all, how could you be off by that much? We're talking like another seven or eight billion dollars. You know, normally if you go into the boss and say, listen, I've uh, made a miscalculation. I've made an eight billion dollar mistake. Well, there's a lot of explaining to do. There's a lot of questions being asked, a lot of hard questions uh, being asked. But first and foremost, so it looks like the uh, deficit is at least six billion higher than uh, first estimated or originally estimated. Secondly, that does not even take into account or into effect all of the promises the Liberals made in this uh, last campaign. And, of course, they've got election, a lot of election promises that they need to or should be fulfilling. And uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan are making all kinds of a noise as well. And uh, they're going to need to be placated, if you will, or, or dealt with. And that's going to take uh, some funding and some money, too. So we can expect the deficit and the debts to uh, and the debt to continue to uh, grow uh, higher and higher, it seems, uh, in the coming years. Here's our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She joins me now with more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. She actually joins us here in studio. Rabina, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, Jeff. Okay, government. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about massive deficits and accumulating debt here, uh, record levels of uh, debt in some cases. Just how worried, how concerned should the average Canadian be about this, Rabina? Well, the new federal government or the re-elected federal government has made all these promises that cost a lot of money and we already are in a deficit and the only way that they can fulfill some of these promises whether it be uh, cutting income uh, cutting income tax for the middle class would it be providing more childcare spots whatever it is it costs money and what now this RBC uh, economic and fiscal update for 2020 is saying is that this is going to mean that we are going to increase um, our deficit uh, from 19.8 billion to 26.6 billion. So that is something to worry about because into the future, we eventually got to pay that money off. Well, absolutely. But at what point uh, does this really resonate, do you think, with the average Canadian uh, household? Because I think when we hear these numbers, 18 or 26 billion dollars, uh, it just seems like it's it's too big to really kind of comprehend or get our head around. And th- this will all just figure itself out down the road. I think that is the general attitude. But I mean, we can uh, sort of uh, be worried about the fact that other services could be cut. So really what happens is if you're just a normal person in the world and you're not really relying too much on any government services, it doesn't affect you as much. But as soon as you you know need health care or you get into you know a situation where you need to go on EI or you need something that where government services really matter in your life, if those are then cut, people are affected by it. Your lifestyle is affected by it. I mean, even on a provincial level, we've seen with autism funding being shifted around, a lot of families saying that they can no longer afford these really expensive programs. So this is now on a federal level, has nothing to do with provincial spending, but still programs, uh, when they are affected, they affect everybody's day-to-day lives. And if you're carrying high deficits, if it comes to a point where you need to pay it down, the first place they're going to go is cutting services or raising taxes, which also people hate. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, a government, while they're there as a public service and they're there to act and work for the people, 
I mean, this is also a business in a lot of ways, Rabina, right? And they have the same sort of uh, pressures when it comes to uh, deficits and spending and making sure that they've got enough revenue uh, coming in. And it's kind of like your household as well. I mean, you can only overspend when it comes to uh, in relation to what you're making for so long until things start catching up with you. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like when you go for a job, you make all these promises to your boss that you're going to do X, Y, and Z. That's exactly what uh, the Liberal government did when they were campaigning. They made all these promises for the middle class, for childcare spots, for helping people buy their first home, for, you know, all these different things cost money. And so now, if they expect to stay in power after the next election, they've got to fulfill that. I mean, it, you're right. It is a business. They're making promises. Now they got to deliver on it, but they cost money. And that can sometimes mean bloating the deficit, which doesn't bode well for Canadians um, if, it, if it gets out of hand. All right. Here with our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. Also uh, making news today, Rabina, is a survey that says 9 out of 10 Canadians are concerned about and are worried about grocery prices, feeling as if they're uh, rising faster than wages, than their income. So this has been an ongoing issue uh, where we've seen, even anecdotally speaking, the price of cauliflower, the price of strawberries. They are all affected by a number of different things, uh, the, how our dollar is doing and uh, how the weather is, especially in places like California and Florida, how much it, uh, gas prices are, so how much it costs to actually bring food up to the uh, up to uh, up across our border. Um, so if wages, which have been stagnant for eight to nine years, only recently have started to tick up, but those food prices are still continuing to, to, to march on, if, these, if this continues to be the trend, it's going to get to the point where more and more of your after-tax income goes towards your grocery bill. And those are things that you really can't cut back on. How can you not feed your family? How can you not uh, put food on the table? Um, it's not an extra. It's not like going out for dinner or going on a holiday. Um, if those things get more expensive, you can just cut them out and it doesn't matter. But food mm. is something that isn't essential. And I think this is something that Canadian families will uh, see, uh, unlike what we were just talking about previously with the uh, debt and the uh, deficit. It's uh, kind of something that, that's out there and is maybe a little uh, concerning. But when you go to the grocery store week in and week out and you're really finding it tough to pay that uh, grocery bill, I mean, that's something that's right there in your face that hits home. Right. There are some things that we can do uh, individ as individuals to make our grocery spending a little bit less. Uh, one is to make a list. It is proven time and time again that when you shop with a list, you buy less. You don't buy things that you already have at home, so you're not duplicating items. Uh, you're a little bit more mindful, so you don't pick up things that you don't need. Um, also, shop uh, you know at stores that are a little bit less expensive. Don't go to the most expensive grocery store because we know that they'll, they're selling the same box of cereal for 50% more. So be careful in the types of stores that you're going to too um, and don't go too often this is one thing that uh, people are guilty of they'll go to the grocery store every couple of days and you end up picking up more than you need so try to do a list on sunday stick to it and then maybe go end of the week to sort of um, uh, fill up for the weekend but is that always be better because i'm guilty of that i've done that from time to time where i just buy for a day or two and then go back because that way i think i'm buying and eating healthier rather than buying a bunch of stuff i think i'm going to need for the entire week but statistically it's proven that you're spending more the more often you go yes so just like going to the mall um it's one of those things where you're just always tempted especially this time of year you'll go in and they'll have a beautiful flower arrangement or they'll have some food that you normally don't see any other time of year than the holidays so it's just about temptation so if you are the kind of person that can see through all of that and just get the cucumbers and the and the <laughs> chicken breast that you need for tonight's dinner Go for it. But most of us are, you know, we are affected by the things around us. And so the more often you're going, yesterday, for example, I went yesterday to the grocery store to just buy eggs and I spent $40. 
eggs are not $40. Those are expensive right? eggs, Rebecca. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I am just like anybody else. I go there and I'm like, oh, this is on sale. Oh, I should get this. Oh, on the weekend, we're going to be doing this. I might as well pick it up now. You end up spending sometimes more money than you expected to or more money than you wanted to. Maybe you wanted to push that that spending a little bit down the road. All right. Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, nice to see you. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks so much for having me.